Hey everyone, I'm Fredo. And I'm Benji. And this is Apes on Tape Podcast. Welcome. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello again. Yeah, sorry it's been so long. I'm actually feeling a little bit nervous. It's been so long. I'm a little bit rusty. It has been it has been a long time. It, you're a hard person to to track down. Uh, and mm. on that subject, um, I'd like to do a little bit of podcast housekeeping. Um, Fire away. So uh, I don't really... I have the idea of trying to upload a little bit more regularly. And he's breaking up the, with me. Oh my God, he's breaking up with me. <laughs> not at all. I just wanted to explore the idea of maybe doing... Uh, it's a not you, so- it's me. <laughs> well, you're a very hard person to track oh, down. Oh, yeah. No, 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 I'm joking. Sorry, carry on. Uh, I was thinking about maybe doing some solo podcasts or inviting some other people on More the podcast. More time by yourself. Really... Need to focus on myself. It... Maybe date other people. It's it's um, it's just, it's like I say, the podcast for me is a really great uh, place to for self-expression. Uh, I'd very much like to do it more frequently. That's absolutely no secret. Uh, I... I pester you all the time <laughs> about podcasts. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's always been this way, but it's absolutely fine. But um, instead of having I, uh, a chasm I, I, between podcasts. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm the uh, I'm the the wife who uh, who just just isn't into banging that much. I just don't want to have sex as much as you do. And you're like, oh look, I you know I've cooked dinner and and uh, you know I've, I've I've lit candles and I'm like, well, I've got a bit of a headache actually today you know not not today i do like i do like podcasting i promise i just i just can't right now you know what but i bought you a, a microphone and like wow well, i know but i you know <laughs> yeah that's okay i'll just i'll just uh, wank into a towel and cry in the corner <laughs> like the wife that withholds sex from his from from the doting husband yeah that's uh, that's quite all right, man. I, I understand that we have different schedules. You're a lot busier. Um, but yeah, moving forward, I might entertain the idea of doing maybe a solo podcast or having some other people on the podcast or sort of change the direction, maybe a few new ideas. Not sure. But if a, if a podcast does pop up and uh, Benji's voice isn't there, don't worry. Um, you know, w- you know, we're not breaking up. It's just uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm just going to we try. We still and, love uh, you. That's what's important. You didn't do anything wrong. Maybe it's just a ruse. Maybe I'm just telling you this to try and like G you up to be like, oh, well, what are you going to do one without me? You know, the FOMO kicks in and you're like, no, I'm actually free on Sunday. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you set up a little video camera with like a, a, a puppet like, oh, today's podcast is with uh, Jiminy Bob. And, we'll be, and I'm like, no, 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 fuck Jiminy Bob. It's me. Take him off. Yeah, well, to be honest, uh, I might do a, a solo podcast and just and just realise how how rubbish it is, you know, without the without the, the bouncing bouncing off you, and then I'll be like, oh, well, you know, try it and and mm. not not like it. But either way, yeah, just thought I'd let the audience know that we're, we we might be going in a slightly different direction. But um, yeah, I'll send you a cardboard cutout. Mm. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, that's good. Uh, good information. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I can I can take it. Um, and on that note. Uh, what indeed is it that you're grateful for, my my friend? Oh, thanks, man. Um, well, to be honest, it's been such a long time. Uh, All right, mate. But you know, 
<laughs> but I'm really grateful for my UK trip. I, I really wanted to talk to everyone about my UK trip. And you know what? That's actually really lovely um, and actually inspired the, the little podcast housekeepings. When I went back to the UK, there were so many people. Um, uh, we had conversations like this. So they were like, man, I feel like I know you so much better than you know me because I listen to your podcast. I feel like I even know your friend Benji. And I'm like, mm. oh, what? Really? You listen? They're like, yeah, I really listen. And I'm like, oh, my God, people actually really love the podcast. And yeah, so it was really great. So like people in the UK, like old friends I haven't seen for many, many years, uh, listen to the podcast. I was just like, oh, brilliant. That, that, that's amazing. But I also had just um, so many positive things about the UK. Like, so I went back for my birthday, um, you know, so grateful for my mum. She um, facilitated the whole thing, really, um, booked the hotel and we had an absolute roller coaster ride. Like I, I had this wonderful idea to film a video and ask like six questions to every single person and they would be the same. And now I'm editing them together. It's so, so funny. Like some of the old anecdotes and like funny stories nice. about me were just so, like things that I've completely forgotten. Like, what did you, just, uh, what oh. did you ask people? What did you ask people to say? What did you say to ask? Oh, the questions were um, like, how do we know each other? Um, what's your favorite memory or funny anecdote of me? Uh, what's the nicest thing I've ever done for you? Uh, what's the worst? And do you remember where you were when you heard about my accident? Uh, how did it make you feel? And what do you think about me now? How you so like me simple. now? Hmm. How you like me now? That's what I've got the file saved under in, in like my <laughs> video editing software. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fun, the funny memory or anecdote. Oh my god, it's so so funny, and I've like I'm really loving like creatively editing them together because there's two oh, people nice. telling the same story, so it's like a little documentary style. And um, <laughs> something I completely forgot about as well. Like oh my god, so there was this uh, my friend. He's he's like oh yeah, there was a phase when Fred uh, went through a period where he he really he was really enthusiastic about explosives. And I was like, oh, shit, I totally forgot about that. He's <laughs> um, like, yeah, do you remember when you went through McDonald's drive-thru and uh, and you put like a cherry bomb in a, in a strawberry milkshake and then put it back no. in the drive-thru window? And uh, and then my other mate, like, oh, mate, strawberry milkshake everywhere, all over the windows, all over the girl, all over oh, the my God. till. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I do remember that. I hadn't thought about that in ages, but it's so funny. What a horrific and, um, waste of a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> I know, but I was such a little bastard. And there was just so many funny things, man. Can't so have been that little if you were driving. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It was that only was... actually two years ago. <laughs> it was funny because the one of the um, people said, oh, they, they, they're, like, they're, they're the stories I can tell. There's so many stories that I can't tell, you know. It'd be, like, in incriminating. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, leave, yeah. leave those out. We'll be expecting a call from McDonald's any moment now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the masked strawberry-making mess maker. Get him. Send the police. Extradite him. I can't believe we got away with it, if I'm honest with you, man. Like, I don't know how they didn't just pick up my number plate and just be like, oh, yeah, that's that's the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. there's cameras everywhere. But, um... It was a, it was yeah. a, it was a different time, man. Different time years ago. That shit would be on the Daily Mail in five seconds. It would be like highlighted as some sort of you know racial or minority attack, probably if, if it happened now. Like, oh, he did it because I had a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there was so there were so many more things, but uh, I, I won't I won't ruin it for the for the actual when it comes out. You know, it's gonna be mm. it's gonna be great. But I've procrastinated so much about editing it. Um, but now I've finally got in the zone. It's just mm. it's just been so so funny. 
Yeah, so, you'll just so have funny. to hope that the uh, the checkout lady at McDonald's isn't someone who avidly listens to our podcast. She's yeah. probably had years of therapy, got a phobia of strawberries now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But no, it was really weird. No so strawberries the, in so a strawberry milkshake from McDonald's. There's really there was a there was this barrier of resistance to me editing it because some of the things that people said about me were like so beautiful and touching and like honestly I've like I've got this collection of videos that are now is probably one of my most prized possessions. There's people, old friends of mine, like recalling th- ways in which have helped them in the past, conversations I'd forgotten about, just so so lovely. But as I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to edit this together and it's going to be so outrageously narcissistic to be like, hey, I made uh-huh. this video about myself, like, and look how fucking awesome I am. <laughs> I just so, happened to select these six questions, which put me in an incredibly wonderful light. Yeah. Well, oh, what a coincidence! Fact, uh, Everyone was absolutely delightful about me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't well, have people being what... like, "Oh yeah, I remember you." Well, you didn't actually ever do anything nice for me. Yeah, the worst thing you ever did was punch me in the face, and I think you're a knobhead. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but then the, the how I got over that barrier was I remembered like so I, so I got the inspiration to do it through 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 a mushroom ceremony, and I realised that the the. The video is not for me. The video is for my mum. Like the, re- I realised I was like, oh, my mum is making such an effort for my birthday. How am I going to have like a point of focus? Um, for, for you know, how am I going to structure the holiday? And I was like, oh man, what if I like film this like miniature documentary, and like, and then I get to show my mum how my you know me through the lens of my friends, mm. and uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, it's not for me. It's for my mum. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's enabled me to do it because like, I for the for, for the longest time I was like, what what am I doing? I'm just like just editing a gushing documentary about myself. But, um, <laughs> and now you get to have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, it's for my mum. It's, it's, so, it's for know. my mum, but I, obviously I still get to watch it. And it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it's it was so good. Uh, anyway, other highlights of the trip were Lou and Luna. Got to see Lou and Luna, which was incredible. Mm. Um, absolutely loved it. And Lou, obviously. Luna was in. Yeah, I, I, well, I, Luna I know, was. Like, Lou, Lou can talk to you, and, and she can talk to me. But Luna, Luna, it's. I'm always interested to, you know, it's so exciting to see an animal oh. uh, reunited with a loved one. Yeah, well, it wasn't exactly the same as last time. She wasn't like, oh my god, daddy's here. She was. She's grown up like a lot. She's like three, three and a half now, and she's just like, oh, you know what, like um. Hey, what up, Dad? I'm like, yeah. I, hey, what up? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really she's great. I had like um. There was, yeah, but honestly, it was, there was so many wonderful memories, but I'll, you know, to keep it succinct, I just had one very proud dad moment where we were walking and, and we went to this area that was like a little bit built up and Lou was like, oh, I'm gonna have to put Luna on the lead. And I was like, and she's like, oh, you know, she hates the lead, which uh, she's never on the lead up in Wales and she pulls all the time. And I was like, oh, could, well, can I try? And she mm. was like, well, if, if you want, mate, I grabbed the lead and she was walking next to the wheelchair. The lead oh. was slack, and she was just disciplined. Like, look, uh, and it just reminded me of the, all the puppy discipline training that I did. The drills next to my house down in Saint Jean d'Eau, when I was just like up, down, up, down, up, down. You know, just, you know. And she remembers as soon as she's next to the wheelchair, she's like, oh yeah, that's, that, mm. that's daddy's wheelchair. I've got to walk next to him and, and not pull on the lead. And oh yeah. man, it, well, I was like, I had a tear in my eye. Lou was really impressed. She was like, she doesn't do that for anyone else. And I was like. Oh. So sweet, daddy's girl. Oh, so a nice uh, warm memory. 
How lovely. Yeah, it was it was lovely. It was really, really lovely. And and Lou is amazing. And also Preggers, which is so mm. cool. Um yeah. so yeah, so Bombshell, this is the first time I'm uh, announcing this on, on any sort of media platform, but um, I'm sure she'll be all right with it. Um, so, yeah, so Lou is pregnant and, and we had a conversation about it before and it's ap- I'm absolutely thrilled, uh, like on a scale of like how, te- how happy I am, I'm like 12 out of 10. Like mm. she is so happy with, with Lawrence and she lives in the, like the perfect dream place and she's just like, you know not only geographically but like mentally and physically in such the right place for for a for a baby and yeah it's just it's just it's just epic so i'm very very happy with her and sort of like traveling around with her like in in a in a in a little van just reminded me so much of van life but like um you know like preggers loo and like the thing the little things that we were doing was just like Oh my god! You like it, I'm so glad that you're with Lawrence because we're such idiots. Like, there's no way that we could like um, look after. Well, I don't know. We we'd, we would have probably found a way, but like, so there's a lovely little an- analogy. She had this boil under her arm, and it was like really like badly infected, and and we had to go to the the A and E and stuff like that, and and we we made such a. A, like a terrible job of collectively like treating this small lump under her arm that we were like well lucky that big lump in your belly doesn't belong to me otherwise we'd be <laughs> fucked oh, no. um so that was cool um but then it was again like a roller coaster of emotions i was like oh lou and luna this is the best present ever you know i get to hang out with my best friend who makes me laugh so much it was incredibly bittersweet you know like we were like riding around like old times and i was like this quite possibly is going to be the last time we ever hang out like this and oh it was just so lovely you know when you're like so engulfed in a moment but you realize it's you know it's a finite moment that's going to end soon you're like oh I'm, I'm 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 a little bit sad already you know it's very bittersweet yeah. so um and then saying goodbye to them as well. And the same thing happened with my mum and dad. My mum and dad can be very difficult to be around. I love them both. But when they're together, they're very, very difficult. And I was just kept thinking about the the last time meditation, you know, that stoic thing, you know, that, you know, Sam Harris has repeated to me so many times on, on repeat. I'm like almost internalized it. But like, you know, we do everything a finite amount of times. This is this could well be the last time you ever hang out with your mum and dad. So don't let them annoy you. Just be present and mindful as possible and and then yeah i got to say goodbye to them and it was emotional but it was it was an insanely awesome trip man i i really really loved it nice yeah yeah it sounds great sounds full of uh full of exciting and wonderful um wonderful moments yeah and then um the cherry on top was um my flight got cancelled I was I, I was like oh man you know like you know like when you think oh man like the the holidays just flown by I can't believe I'm going home today God it's just mm. you know like what a what a whirlwind and then I looked at my phone I was like oh I'm not going home today my flight's been cancelled and I immediately yeah. just thought oh this has got to be a good thing right um, looked when the next flight was it was at, it was on Sunday booked a couple of ho- ho- uh, nights in a hotel in in Bristol and I was like epic I get a weekend in Bristol. Um, I was going to meet up with a friend in Bristol. Yeah, okay, cool. So I was like, yeah, epic. So it was was fun, man. Great, great weekend. Why why Bristol? Because that's where I was flying out from. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. And also I was was done with Southampton by then, you know. I was like, oh, I need to go. go Um, Finite amount of time for everything, even Southampton. 
Yeah. And, uh, and I had uh, a friend that I was meeting up with in Bristol as well, and um, which was lovely. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit more about that, because I've been itching to hear a bit more about that, and you keep dodging me like a Matrix Neo bullet dodger. Tell me, <laughs> tell, tell me more. I want, I, want, uh, I want details, my friend. I want details. Well, there's well, there's nothing to say. I mean, I'm I met up with a I met up with a friend in 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 Bristol and and and, yeah, and that, a, fr- that's, that's a friend it. was it? A friend, just yeah, a friend. It's just a friend. Yeah, it was a friend that I I met online and. Um, oh yeah, spill the beans, yeah. damn it. It wasn't Tinder or anything, but it was. Well, I I don't know whether I want to talk. I'm about not going to take no for an answer here. You you know this is for the, well you'll you, well you can edit it out. You always do that for me. Just have a little word. Let's. Uh, I want to hear about it. I've been waiting. We haven't spoken in ages. Spill the bloody beans. All right, fine. I had like a bit of a romance in. Um, exactly. In... <laughs> Here we I go. A... <laughs> I had a bit of a romance in Bristol, which was totally unexpected, but, but blindsided me a little bit. There's a there's a young lady I was speaking to online, and um, well, I guess you know, f- full disclosure, uh, we met. Um, on a spinal cord injury like forum um uh, and we we met on a, like a little video chat and then she she messaged me back uh and then i don't know we just you, we just you, been... you spoke to her quite a, a while ago what are you i remember you had this event it was like an event wasn't it online and there was like a big zoom call with lots of people if i remember That's correctly correct. yeah but it, that was, it was, that it was, was it, months ago that was like it six was a backup ago, call yeah so the backup trust is is a yeah, is a spinal what. cord injury thing and yeah so it was about it was about dating actually and I opened up on there you know with other people about you know like the problems that I was having finding someone to date and and people were like yeah you know like I I, um have the same thing and there was a there was this girl that was quite shy and reserved and I was like you know what what about you and then she was like oh you know um she said stuff and then messaged me on Instagram afterwards and was like oh hey um Mm. do you want to be friends or and I was like yeah do you have you got whatsapp and then we were swapping voice notes and then um I wrote her a song for her birthday, which was lovely. And um, yeah, nice. basically we, we, we had, and I think having like sharing a spinal cord injury is such a catalyst for connection, you know, because um, you just <laughs> share things. Who thought that? Her name isn't <laughs> Wheelchair Jane by any chance, is it? <laughs> well, that's Completely gone back. This is an absolute moment of hypocrisy here. Of me, of me being able to present to you that like, oh, what about wheelchair Jane? What if you just, you know, what if you just fell for her? What if she was just the right kind of guy? You're like, no, I, I couldn't possibly, I couldn't possibly. And here we are. Yeah, I love that. So you're referencing an old podcast of ours, Would You Date Someone in a Wheelchair? And I said, absolutely not. I definitely wouldn't because, you know, I think I was a bit ignorant and just being like, no, like why, why like two wheelchairs in the mix? Like that's, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... But she doesn't actually use a wheelchair. She has a spinal cord injury. It's not as severe as mine, um, but it certainly hinders her. But she can walk. She can walk mm. unaided. Um, uh, I won't go into too much detail about. But yeah, she. We share um, a lot of the secondary complications, and so I, I tell you what. Like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll give you a, a, a great example. Like when I was on the train up from uh, Southampton to Bristol, 
There were so many things that went wrong, but it was I kept a smile on my face. So it was the hottest day of the year. There were people complaining. There was rumors on the platform that oh, the next train's only got two carriages. Oh, and there were people, you know, like the anxiety of like the buzz of mm. the passengers of like, well, I'm going to get on this fucking train. Like, you know, no one's going to stop me. And then this guy was like, okay, cool, man. Like, there's a lot of people that want to get on this train, but we're going to put the ramp up and we're going to get you on. But there's another guy in a wheelchair and he's got to get on as well. And I was like, okay, cool. And the <laughs> other guy was like, no, no, you, you go, you go ahead. And I was like, no, no, man, we're, gonna, we're getting on this this train together you know anyway got on women the train. and children only step back sir come through madam and you with the wheels <laughs> exactly exactly so we ended up getting on the train and basically it was it was very hot and i was like oh no i need a wee and like there was there were people complaining actually they were like because oh, like, they had to move their suitcases away from like the wheelchair bay and i was like yeah they're like yeah well they, these trains are really badly designed they, they, they should really have more places for luggage and i was like yeah that'd be a shame that you know a couple of wheelchair guys got on that's really inconvenient for you isn't it mm. <laughs> like, yeah yeah sorry that you have to move your suitcase sir like i can't move my legs <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, there was a lot of people complaining and it, and it occurred to me that like, shit, my opportunity to go to the toilet has now passed and it's a long train journey and I don't think I'm going to be able to get to the train, get to the toilet on the train because, you know, logistically I'm fucking boxed in here by people and suitcases. And I was like, well, well, you know, long story short, I, I pissed myself. I pissed myself oh on the my train. Oh God. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I've weed myself. But I'm still smiling and there was loads of people complaining. Like there was a couple of guys sat sat next to me and I was like, Oh, you know, like, um, how are you? Oh yeah, we just come back from a from a cruise. Oh yeah, how was it? And then immediately they were like, Well, we had to queue a lot. I was like, Oh really? <laughs> you had to queue a lot, did you? And then what happened? Did you sail magnificently across the sea? <laughs> did you visit all lots of places in Europe? Uh it's funny, I I've noticed that British people uh, like to complain a lot like a default mode i don't know because you're in the uk now do you, do you find that um no i haven't noticed that too much i think that's just something that you just you get used to it's like a, it's like a, a white noise that people just have and you're like oh yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely is there anything else? no okay more of that yeah excellent okay the complaint queue is over there okay it's the longest one you can see get on the back of it you idiot yeah, so it was funny because um, I was like trying to prompt them, be like, "Oh, what was your favourite thing about the holiday?" And they were like, "Oh, we really like Sicily. We'd go back there." No, Sardinia. Sorry. And I was like, "All right, anyway, anyway, look, I'm getting to the point. The oh, point no, you're is, talking about I'm, something I'm, lovely. I won't. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm painting. I'm going. The, the, the devil isn't in the details, really. Um, but I pissed myself. And then when I turned up to meet uh, my lovely young lady friend. She, it was like no judgment whatsoever. In fact, she made a really funny comment. It was like, well, you know, you better not make me laugh too hard because I might wee myself on the way, you know. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so funny. So anyway, the, the the train broke down in Bath. So she had to come and pick me up from Bath and we were going to meet in Bristol. So we had like a little uh, like a little road journey together. And she was like so lovely. And there were other people like that were really complaining. Like, oh God, I can't believe the train. Actually, the train didn't break down. The train couldn't continue any further because a guy had got struck by a train and was like dead on the, oh, on God. the track. Oh, yeah. And then there, and then there was the, these people that were just like, oh God, this is rubbish. God, the hottest day of the year. How are we going to get a bus, a bus service? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, the things it, it always happen to me. <laughs> It was so funny because then because I was still smiling at this point, like thinking it could be worse, mate. Like I'm sat in a puddle of wee right now. <laughs> yeah, you could be could be the guy on the track, or you could be you could be the guy in the wheelchair who sat in a puddle of his own urine. Mm. 
but the but you know like the thing where you turn up and and you both share a spinal cord injury and so like you just be like oh oh you weed yourself that's that's cool like and the, 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 I don't know it was just no judgment very very cool mm. and um and we'd already shared so many things together like through through WhatsApp um, we'd already built like a like a very solid friendship and I don't know how much detail I want to go into but basically we had like this it was almost like a first date, you know. I was like, "Oh, I've got, I've got the, I've got a night free," and then we went back. Well, we went back to the hotel like immediately because I needed to like shower and change my, you know, trousers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I was like, "Oh, I've got, I've got all evening now. We don't have to like, you know, it won't just be a short one. I've got all weekend." And she was like, "Okay, cool." So then we went on on this wonderful little adventure around Bristol. It was really cool. Um, so she can walk, but like it, it's painful for her to walk. So I suggested getting mm-hmm. a, an electric scooter. And then, so we buzzed around Bristol, and she got she'd never used an electric scooter before because like nice. the balance is a little bit off. And oh, we just had like a really fun adventure, and it was really cool. We connected, um, and then you know we stopped outside this cafe, and we had our first little kiss. And um, oh my word, what a dream! <laughs> first date sounds lovely. It was really fun, man. Like we 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 connected a lot, and. Um, yeah, like I said, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but um, yeah. So I, um, so yeah, like it was so weird because you did. We had the conversation like, would you date a girl uh, in a wheelchair or, or a girl with a spinal cord injury? And I was, mm. I, I remember they, like shrugging off, being like, no, definitely <laughs> not. And then I was like, oh, actually, she she really really understands like all of the things that I go through. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's so, pretty nice. Yeah, it was really and you get nice. To stick really to your nice. words because you know she doesn't. Use a wheelchair. So yeah, uh, exactly. You haven't broken your bond. No, and it's it's really nice. nice. She's actually she's actually coming out to to Morzine uh, next month for a little visit. So thrilling! Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. yeah well, little, I, I, little... watch this space. I look forward to hearing more. So yeah, all in all, like I say, the the, the UK trip like really delivered. Uh, uh, like the, it was almost like EasyJet was playing Cupid. It was like, oh, <laughs> you know, have a weekend in Bristol, and and, and so and, and uh, yeah. Anyway, it was it was amazing, man. Like I say, that was like that weekend was like the cherry, cherry on the top of of the of the birthday cake. Oh, nice, man. Well, congratulations and happy belated birthday. Thank you, sir. Now I feel like I've taken up so much airtime. Um, but uh, what are you grateful for? Um, yeah, I've got quite a lot to be grateful for at the moment. Um, uh, I guess part of the reason that um, it's been such a hiatus of our podcast and communication is because I've been uh, a little busy. So, um, yeah, the, the the thing that fills my gratitude diary most often is um, is uh, about my buddy, my buddy uh, Matt, um, very good friend of mine, uh, my best buddy. I've known him uh, for 20 24 years 23 years um and uh we were um we were just on holiday and unfortunately he uh suffered a spinal cord injury so uh i am currently in his um in his house while he's going through uh rehab he's still in spain um but i'm i'm reminded pretty pretty regularly i mean i'm thinking about it every day that uh i'm so glad that he's he's alive and he's well and like he isn't like brain damaged or anything and you know that um you know he's gonna be he's gonna be back before long and you know he's probably well he's certainly gonna be independent and he's um he's you know hopefully gonna gonna get back to his old self uh it's just gonna take a lot of hard work 
uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of time. But um, he's doing a fantastic job. And, yeah, um, man, that's... I'm just so I was actually presented quite quickly um, when when it when it happened. Um, I uh, had to ring ring his, well, his girlfriend and his his mum uh, and his family, which was quite a daunting daunting and quite tragic task, really. Um, but I spoke to his mum, of, of which I was a little bit worried about telling telling his mum, and um, she was like, "Is he alive? Is he is, is, he's not dead? Like, is he okay?" Um, and it immediately like shocked me into being like, "Oh yeah, he he is okay," because I was currently sort of in a quite uh like highly stressed elevated state of like shit he's got a spinal cord injury he's about to go in for surgery you know he can't move his arms he can't move his legs this is this is scary um and speaking to linda immediately i was like oh you know but i have spoken to him he is he is still matt he is you know he is the man i i I know and love and um and you know that hasn't been taken away from what was you know a pretty pretty serious accident to to his head yeah, that is that's savage, man. Um, so, you know, maybe for the for the benefit of the listeners, you can tell us tell us what happened because I mean I've heard the story, but I'd I'd love to hear it again. Uh, you you guys were on holiday in Ibiza, and um... yeah, it was a it was a stag do actually. He's the he's the best man for a wedding that's um, that's going to happen uh, this this coming weekend um, for our good friend Louis and his bride to be Dulcie. And um, yeah, Matt, Matt did the, the majority of the organisation for that holiday. It was a beautiful holiday. It was absolutely, you know, it was decadent. It was glorious. I mean, Matt's main focus and love is is food. So really, that was the that was the focus of the holiday. We just ate in some incredible places and just saw and did some beautiful things. He did a fantastic job of orchestrating. You know, the best stag do I've ever been on. It was just you know, no dirty strippers or you know sleazy stuff it was just you know a really glorious decadent time of 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 food and love and wonderful villas and sunsets it was great and um Uh, sounds amazing man i mean you know don't get get me wrong there was a drink or two in there as well but um it was it was just really like a high level um experience every day was was like the the highlight day um and um yeah and then on the on the last day uh, it was just um we were just on a on a beach we had a we had a uh, a lunch uh, appointment booked at some restaurant and we were just getting a little splash before we we got the taxi there and um me and Matt were um we just swam around swam around a cove swam around some rocks and and a few others and then me and Matt swam a bit further and and we climbed up these rocks and, and jumped in there were a few locals jumping in doing backflips and whatnot and um i uh, i dove in dove in a couple of times and then you had to like climb out of the rocks to to get back on which is quite fun and i went to a higher spot and i dove in there a couple of times and matt was doing the same and then um and then matt dove in from the as i climbed out of the the higher spot matt then um matt then dove in the same spot that i just dove in and i i sort of watched him watched him dive from the top and um uh, you know, he, he obviously, he hadn't gone in exactly as he'd planned. Uh, it was, it was, it was a misdive. It was, you know, it was not, not as planned basically. Um, and he, um, yeah, he just, uh, didn't, uh, didn't quite come back up. I actually thought he was sort of, um, keeping himself underwater using his arms. I thought perhaps his necklace had fallen off him and he was like, seemed to be sort of floundering, trying to keep himself underwater. And then I guess after, 
uh, you know, that feels like the longest time in the world to me, that memory of me just being like, I I think I even sort of looked back to one of the locals and with the look of like, what's that idiot doing? Uh, Oh, wow. You know, realizing sort of five seconds in that, that like snap second that your mind like clicks onto what's happening. And it went from like, oh, that idiot is trying to look for his necklace to, oh my God, this is awful. Like, this is really awful. It's not, it doesn't, it didn't sort of slowly progress from like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. It was like, Jesus, he's, he's face down in the water and he's not moving like properly, but he was moving a little bit. Uh, so it suddenly became like a really alarming situation. Um, so I foolishly dove in again. Um, uh, yeah, you l- l- lucky, um. Lucky it went all right for you. That would have been I know. double whammy yeah. bad. Yeah, that could have been very, very irresponsible, very stupid. But um, yeah, and then I I got to him and and um, turned him over uh, quite gently. Unfortunately, he was uh, he was conscious and um, and was just like he he joked. He was like, "That's too shallow, man." <laughs> um, and oh, really? Like, he said that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh um, my god, how jovial! Like immediately after the accident, he said that. Mm, yeah and um he uh oh my yeah. god and um yeah and then i sort of was uh holding him his him by his, his bum and his neck and and couldn't quite um you know I, and i was like shit what am i going to do like the, i obviously can't climb back up the rocks with him and it's probably you know 250 meters 200 meters to the beach so i started to slowly try and swim with him but like with both my hands supporting his body um mm. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't go very far before I was like, shit, I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, but fortunately, very quickly, like the other people that had like, you know, been jumping in as well and diving in as well, um, obviously jumped in and um, and came and helped me. And before before long, there was there was several of us on him just slowly swimming him back to shore. And um, and then fortunately, since uh, since the whole ordeal I've said nothing but the actual accident itself was the worst thing and obviously and then onwards from there it was just incredible everything happened as quickly and as well as it possibly could do and um did he did he know did did you know he was paralyzed like immediately it was a very scary scary swim back to back to shore because obviously he was alarming at me he was like I'm it's fucked bro I've ruined my life like I can't I can't feel my arms I can't feel my legs and you know some some somewhere from somewhere inside yourself you manage to stay calm and positive and be like that's fine man it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay we've got you it's gonna be okay and inside you're obviously like screaming as well with fear of like Jesus Christ that was that was bad this is bad um wow so that's the first time I've heard you say that because I know that you've told me that you haven't told me the story in this much detail but he he knew like well, well, I mean obviously you know you, you, you know you must have you must have memories yourself and you know there's when you don't feel pain you know it's it's obviously it's quickly turns from relief like oh I'm actually in not that much pain to like oh that's that's actually bad um yeah yeah absolutely well, yeah my my, <clears throat> my memories are a bit a bit hazy but yeah I mean I I guess every spinal cord injury and every accident is is as unique as a fingerprint. But mm. yeah, I just I wanted to just know so a little bit more about that. So he was he was saying like I can't move my my arms and my legs and yeah yeah he couldn't feel his arms couldn't feel his legs and so, he was very vo- vocal about that and it was a long swim back to the 
back to the shore it felt like the longest swim in the world to just be you know trying to keep him calm and be supportive and at the same time you know holding it holding a very deep worry um myself for for what for what this means for what this looks like um and then yeah fortunately the paramedics were there very very quickly and actually um every official that i interacted with very quickly um was actually reassuring because he had sensation in his arms and his legs so he felt it when he when you press them and they were like that's good that's really really good like it's it looks serious but it's not as serious as as it looks um so that was oh, re- very reassuring to hear that from like uh by chance there were just a number of um ICU Oxford nurses on on holiday they were like just happened to be there so they were you know wonderfully supportive and lovely and the police were there very fast and um, you know, asked me if I pushed him, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which in retrospect, I should have said yes. Um, cause, uh, the insurance have actually been, been terrible. Um, since, since the accident, the, the lifeguards have now put up like a rope around where, where we were and, uh, and, and moved signage to stop other people doing it. But that wasn't previously there. And, um, the, uh, yeah, the insurance have been absolutely terrible they actually literally haven't made a phone call in about five weeks they haven't paid any money they have really for the hospital they he, matt had to yeah. move himself with his girlfriend from hospital to hospital it's it's not been great but um yeah, yeah. so that's that's the way it went down so he's just um he's been in so hospital just in, I, in ibiza before for, just before we go on um i know that the i know that you've told me in private how bad the insurance was but what what would have made the difference if you had have pushed him <laughs> well then at least he could sue me uh, oh right yeah, I thought it was some insurance clause that like <laughs> well no, 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 no. Yeah, I, like if there's someone to blame then there's someone to then there's someone to sue uh, ah, there's a blame <laughs> wouldn't have been great for me but yeah um, right got you sorry c- c- carry on yeah so so Matt is, um, cause, cause, so Matt was in the hospital in Ibiza and he was um, he was progressing Fairly well at first. I I, I seem to yeah. Remember. It all happened. It all happened very quickly. Um, he was he was actually in surgery. Um, six hours after the the accident happened, and then um, uh, and then yeah, remained in a, in good care in Ibiza, and um, yeah, they were they were pretty awesome there. It was it was a really really horrible few days. Like um, obviously I rang Kiki his girlfriend, and she flew out the same day. She arrived while he was in surgery, um, and uh, then his mum and his dad flew out. Uh, the day after and yeah we stayed there for a few weeks uh, his dad stayed out for a few days Kiki's still there she hasn't left and me and Linda's mum left after a, a few weeks um, mm. and yeah he's been he's been progressing really well he's uh, he, he can he can walk um, you know he's uh, he needs oh, he, he, he can walk he, he can he can do little walks like assisted and you know obviously needs needs breaks um his uh, his right side is worse than his left side um but yeah he's he's making fantastic progress um it's still early yeah. days it's like six weeks now um since so just to paint a picture for the audience so he suffered a spinal cord injury in the seat in the c was it a c6 section yeah that's right his uh c6 vertebrae twisted um uh, and and put a lot of pressure on his spinal cord so they went in like via his throat from the front like uh, you know, past his esophagus and twisted the vertebrae back and kept it in place with a plate. And then you just have to wait for, you know, the surgery and the actual trauma itself um, to um, to subside and the inflammation of the spinal cord to go down. And there was no, like, nothing was severed. Um, 
uh, nothing was punctured. It was just been so he he didn't pressured. actually break his neck. He just uh, damaged his spinal cord in um, a twisted vertebrae fashion. Yes, I think it was. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I'm unclear. I wouldn't like to speak um, about it um, with any more detail because you know I've I've heard and read different reports and you know they're not all congruent. Um, so I'm I'm not entirely yeah. sure what it was. Well. So he damaged his spinal cord in the C6 section, which mm. means that uh, all four limbs are impaired. Where it's like, let's just to b- make sure that the audience are on the same page. I am a paraplegic. I have a, a, a you know, l- l- loss of sensation of two limbs. And, you know, mm. quadriplegia is uh, mm. lack of, um, it, it affects all four limbs. So like all four mm. of his limbs are affected by his um by his spinal yeah, C6 cord being is, damaged. Is, is, is very high. It's at the it's at the bottom of your neck. Um, so potentially, if I mean, if the spinal cord gets severed there, I think it's everything from the from the jaw down. Um, it can be as serious as that. So um, so he's in that respect, he is incredibly lucky as to as to um, what sort of damage he sustained. And um, you know, he's 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 in good shape, and he's incredibly mentally robust. Like he's really, um, um, you know. Mentally, he's on top of it, really quick to bounce back from, you know, bad news and really great at absorbing good news and just very determined to to um, to get back to uh, his old self. Yeah, I've been really impressed with some of the videos that I've seen uh, when I first saw that uh, how well he could move his his left arm that I thought that was very, very promising. Um, of course, it's, it's a shame that it can't be said for the for the right side, but again the the, the mental uh positive attitude that i've seen from him is is incredibly impressive and people said the same about me but um i think when you're in that situation you've got like you don't have a choice well i mean you do have a choice it's i don't know what you just kind of you have to accept your your fate you know you're just you're just in there and you're like okay cool i think you come to terms with it a lot quicker than than people than people expect um, yeah, well, we're yeah, very I, robust, resilient creatures, humans, and you do sort of recalibrate very quickly as to as to your reality and you know what what has to be accomplished. And and in many ways, it sort of it sort of pulls down a lot of the you know the the veil of what you think is important in life. And then you're like, okay, right, yeah, it actually doesn't matter that you know the the deli isn't running or that we lost that member of staff or that that needs to be done. It's like I I got to learn to walk again. Like that's and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And um, yeah, like I say, it's it's been it's been aw- awesome to see. Like, not obviously not awesome to see, but awesome to see his uh, mental resolve. And so, moving forward, we we've gone from the accident to the hospital, and then mm. he's just moved to uh, Barcelona, I believe. Yeah, he's in an in- intensive um, rehabilitation centre now in Barcelona, and so he's doing he's like working nine to five, Monday to Friday, um, but it's physio, not work, and they're paying, yeah. they're not paying him, he's paying them a lot, um, and um, yeah, he's making great progress uh, and doing doing really good, and um, you know, watch watch this space, we'll see uh, we'll see how he goes on, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to to for him to come back um potentially I'll, I'll go i'll go and visit um yeah we'll we'll uh we'll see really so all, all in all i'm just you know fantastically grateful for for how well he's taking it how well he's doing how 
hopeful and positive his prognosis is and um you know that this ordeal is is going to be something that will hopefully before too long you know be in the be in the rearview mirror and he will have just grown and you know learnt massively from such a such an intense and traumatic experience yeah yeah absolutely man i, I wish him the best with his recovery of course yeah um but just i know that uh, I'll, 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 before we segue away i just wanted to say that um you he couldn't get into a spinal unit in the uk um because there was a there was a a, a week uh, four week waiting list or something yeah um, it's longer than that it was like two to three months um, oh so wow! A, yeah, so yeah, it was a long waiting list. So basically, the the hospital in Ibiza were like, "You kind of need to leave because you're no longer an emergency patient," um, and the insurance hadn't sorted out transportation or you know the next stage of his of his rehab. So they had to take it upon themselves and got on a commercial flight um, from from Ibiza to Spain. You know, still wearing his collar with no assistance. Like obviously, he got he had a wheelchair. Um, to the airport but you know he'd only been sitting up for you know not even an hour a day and then he had to go through you know the 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 difficulty of you know flying flying like a mug um, when really yeah. he should have been transported um, transported transported horizontally um, so yeah they, they took it upon themselves to book into you know a rehab centre in Barcelona and got themselves there and and you know it's fantastic healthcare there and um, they're doing great making massive progress yeah that's that's fantastic so that was all at, um you know at his own cost you know like he was paying out of pocket for that so what i wanted to say was there was a, there's a gofundme and we can put that in the in the link if anyone wants to donate any money towards the to, to help with the medical costs that you know matt's paying out of pocket for i just wanted to remind everyone that like when i had my accident i got um, I had insurance that they, they paid out uh, i went to the hospital for free i got my mm. um uh, surgery for free I got my rehab for free and I'm eternally grateful for that you know I mm. when you told me how Matt was struggling with insurance and everything I just it just reminded me of just how insanely lucky uh, I was with with my healthcare. Um so if anyone wants to you know chuck a few bucks uh, Matt's way to help with his with his costs we'll we'll leave the GoFundMe in the description um, mm. of the podcast and you know every, every yeah. little helps yeah, that is that that'd be great. That's wonderful. Like I say, the insurance has been has been terrible. Um, they actually haven't called Kiki once. It's been Kiki that's had to call them every single time. It's now six weeks. It's been going on. Um, you know, it was it was it's a perfect. It's not a fraudulent claim. Like it was it was an accident. Um, and um, and this is not the situation you need when you're trying to come to terms with having a spinal cord injury and like, you know your rehab and learning how to use your limbs again. You can't be dealing with the stress of the insurance, you know, not being helpful, not paying for the things they need to pay for. And yeah, the, you know, the rehab center they're in at the moment is is uh, is nine hundred, like more than nine hundred a day um, to be there. Wow. Um, so you know, it doesn't take long to to whack up a pretty serious bill there. Um, it, like I say, if the insurance does pay out. Day. Yeah, clocks up pretty quick. Yeah. And obviously, there's the yeah. you know, there's the surgery. Um, but if the insurance do pay up, um, then then that's great. But uh, at the moment, that they have said they're going to, but they they haven't yet even paid for the for the hospital um, in Ibiza, so it's um it's not it's not good. Yeah. Well, um, I guess at least uh, 
Matt has his ears so he can listen to this poddy. <laughs> we love you, Matt. Yeah, love you, man. Yeah, no, he's he's been great and like it, it, these situations are awful. They really are. They're horrible. But, you know, what they create is just a rallying of love and support in immediacy and everyone has been incredible like from the from the from the day you just the world that you've touched parts of the world that you've touched just ignite and are like oh my god how can we help what can we do and you know his staff at the deli were beautiful and wonderful and organized a raffle that's that's on um that's online too it's a chance to win loads of like cool stuff that loads of locals have donated um in wells like a weekend here and a meal here there a show here um jewelry it's uh, so wonderful that the community all just like just immediately ignited with support like how can we help what can we do and um yeah like i say his staff and and the community around him and his friends and his family and, and you know his friends um set up the gofundme and you know we've pulled together loads of loads of resources and loads of support and you know it's just wonderful to be encapsulated and to be and that's another you know part of the thing i'm grateful for at the moment is to be part of this you know bubble of love and support like obviously it's terrible for matt and for kiki and for you know the other people surrounding like the the trauma that he's he's gone through and what he's going to have to learn to to cope with and what he's going to have to achieve it's all, you know, very arduous and, and a big deal, but it's also wonderful to just be in this, in this, you know, community of, uh, of love of, you know, people that Matt has touched and, you know, he's, he's a person that people want to help and, um, you know, he's incredible yeah. and that's, uh, I, that's I, nice to, nice to be a part of it. I understand that all too well, man. Uh, I had the exact same thing. I had the exact same thing. In fact, one of the, um, one of the loveliest things, like when I was in the UK doing my, my video, Lou said um, that she way prefers me now than before my accident, and a lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of people have said that actually. Um, so it's kind of weird how you think a spinal cord injury could be the worst thing in the world, and um, I think I prefer me now, uh, and it sounds really weird, but I'm like mm. just because uh, you don't have full use of your limbs doesn't necessarily affect your happiness in the way you think it will. In fact, I've I, I think I'm way happier now. And if you'd have told me that like three and a half years ago when I'm laying in bed, hey, don't worry, man, you're going to be even happier than you were mm. before. I'd be like, fuck off. Like, mm. I, I would just I would just take back the last, you know, take back the accident. But so, you know, I and that that's that's quite common for like a lot of people. That's, that's not like an uncommon story for people who no. suffer, you know, permanent disabilities. You know, it's it's. It's a, it, it can be a blessing. And, and you said, in fact, um, that he's, he said he was actually feeling quite relaxed. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the deli um, is, is, a, is a bit of a beast. It's a, it's a business that they took on a few years ago, and it's, uh, it's just so busy. It's been crazy um, with COVID, and it's quite hard to, to, um, to, to keep it running um, smoothly. Um, it's, just a, it's just a lot to do and a lot to take care of. And um, yeah, he said, he said, I think he'd been two weeks in hospital in Ibiza. He was like, this is the most relaxed I've been in three years. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's incredibly grateful. And, and you know, this, this leads on quite, quite nicely onto, you know, something that I always bring up is like, you know, suffering, suffering gratitude and, you know, how, um, how incredibly, how much of a ticket suffering is to, to gratitude. And, um, and, you know, that's, that's certainly the case in this incident you you know you you just you just suddenly get this hyper sensitivity this hyper focus 
on everything that you can be grateful for and and you you don't have to work to find it you you know it's 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 quite a leap that you have to take from a position of comfort to be like oh well i'm really glad like you know my foot is working for i for me personally not not for you obviously like you know that that's a leap (laughs) for me to take i can't wake up in the morning do my gratitude diary and look at my foot and be like i'm so grateful my foot is working i can and i can mean it but i have to like you know I have to look at it. I have to think about it. It's not just something that I, you know, intrinsically feel. It's it has to be a, a point of uh, of a focus. Whereas when you when you get smacked around the face by by something as big as you know your all of your limbs being impeded when they come back, you fucking mean it. Like you're like whoa when you hold that first cup of coffee. You're like this is fucking awesome. And yeah, however however I might be able to try. And replicate that with my diary and be like, I'm so great, my people work. Um, you know, when that's something you've actually had taken away from you and it comes back, you are like, holy smokes, this is awesome. And, you know, those incremental, you know, wins that Matt is making every single day that he's improving or like even learning to deal with certain disabilities better, um, you know, that they're all such poignant moments of like, whoa, this is so awesome. And, yeah. um, I, uh, I, I I often make the point of when you see these sort of like um, success stories, um, you know, on, on Instagram adverts or on YouTube or whatever. And they're like, I used to be 600 pounds and now look at my rippling abs. And if I can do it, so can you. And I'm like, I always like call bullshit in my head. I'm like, no, 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 no. If you can do it, you can do it. That doesn't mean I can do it because you, you know, you have that extenuating circumstance, you have that alarming situation, you have that incentive, like, oh, I was 600 pounds and I had a heart attack and I, you know, nearly lost my, you know, legs to diabetes and that's what, you know, drove me to now have rippling abs. And, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm not overweight. Like, I'm not, you know, this. And, you know, actually, it's really quite hard for me to muster that <laughs> level of yeah. motivation. Like, you, people speak as if the, the suffering or the, the, the trauma is is a place that's harder to come from. To, yeah. To, yeah. To, to as opposed to, to, like, I'm just wallowing in mediocrity. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where, uh, where, where, where's my motivation, you know? Like, but, yeah. It's it's funny, um, but yeah. Uh, on the subject of, of gratitude, man, I um, I brought my mum a gratitude journal recently, and mm. it was one with uh, one with prompts. I've been te- trying to get my mum into gratitude journaling for so long, but I I saw it um, on Amazon, and I was like, I'm gonna just order that. To, like, I can just go on Amazon.co.uk and just order it to my mum's house. Like, it, it it's very reasonably priced, and it will arrive, and she'll love it. And uh, she just come back off a little holiday, and um, and she has been loving it because it's got the the journal prompts. You know, it's very structured. It it, it she's been writing in it every day. She's um, saying like, saying me that it's changed her life. Uh, the 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 power of a positive attitude. She's like, oh, I'm going everywhere and seeing the world in a different way. And I was like, wow, this is like amazing that I could do that. Just like, um, you know, I'll just order something online to someone's house, and and it has been the gift that keeps giving as far as my mum's mm. concerned she's absolutely thrilled with um with with with, with everything you know and and mm-hmm. just yeah i don't know it is it is the power of gratitude and the and the power of like a structured gratitude journal um mm. 
yeah, like I say, I think you and I just do it on on regular paper. But these these the I didn't I didn't know how I didn't know how powerful it was to have that. You know that structure, yeah, yeah. especially I for the, the, beginners. Yeah. Mm, I imagine that the structure is quite helpful. Actually, you know the the um, the YouTube channel um, that I know we both love, uh, Kyrgyzstan in a nutshell. A uh, great little yeah. uh, animated. Um, YouTube channel that like sort of encapsulates down into 10 or 15 minutes, you know, life lessons and um, scientific questions and stuff like that. It's brilliant. They do a gratitude journal. And uh, actually, when I finish this one, I'm going to treat myself to to their gratitude journal because it's uh, full of their little characters and, and prompts and stuff like that. But actually, interestingly enough, I'd like to I'd like to piss on that bonfire that you uh, that you just oh. um, <laughs> that you just. Explained. Well, you're all, you're always pissing on my bonfire, Benji. You know, yeah, that's what, should, that's we, what should do. we do a poddy? No, I'm, I'm your enigma. God sent you to test me. Um, yeah, you're the gatekeeper to the, to the, you know. I'm the protagonist. They're like, hey, please, can we have sex? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> masturbate again, shall I? <laughs> uh, so I was listening to this um this podcast about um gratitude by um uh, Andrew Huberman. If you've heard of him, he's uh, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know Hoobs. Hoobs, he's a he's a great podcaster as well. He's fantastic to listen to. Don't know why I said it like like we're old pals. You and, <laughs> just, you and Hubes. I'm just aware I'll of his you, podcast. I'll make Hubes. Yeah. I don't think anyone um, calls him Hubes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they do now. Anyway, he's yeah. uh, he's uh, a wealth of knowledge and a, a very well researched man, a neuroscientist who um, is very passionate about scientific research, and you know he's um, he's very dedicated to to looking at. Um, uh, biology and health and nutrition and things like that with a very objective uh, lens and um, yeah he's always got very very insightful stuff to say that you know is usually quite relatable and and actionable um, for the everyday uh, for the everyday person and he did a podcast recently on on gratitude and uh, it was wonderful to listen it was a bit sore I've got to say to, uh, really? to listen to it at first um, I'd love because- to listen to this podcast yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. Um, but the the crunch is that a gratitude journal is pretty um, ineffective at uh, at uh, increasing your ability to be to be grateful. Like scientifically, the research has been done, and I was like, oh, he was very clear. He was like, this is by no means your reason to not do a gratitude journal. You should absolutely do absolutely continue to do a gratitude journal. It is helpful, but it's just not the way to propagate 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 gratitude so i was like listening to this podcast being like a bit stung by it like oh really because that's really really what i quite like doing and it's really been working for me so far so it's quite hard to hear but then he went on we've spoken about extensively on the podcast i really want to be on the wrong side of this you know like call bullshit it doesn't work like oh crap damn damn (laughs) damn huberman you can i say he's wrong he's less researched than me i've got anecdotal evidence and i'm no, okay, bollocks, yes, okay, human, tell me, tell me what you do. And the podcast <laughs> is fantastic, and he goes through uh, in detail lots of different ways of which, not lots of different ways, a few ways in which we can propagate gratitude. And um, funny, I mean, I agree with them. Uh, I actually think that it's, it's rather strange the way he presents them. So actually the best way to um, feel more grateful, to be more grateful, to, to notice it more, is to find a find a story um, in your life, a real moment in which someone was grateful to you, and just remind yourself of that story every day. 
So you pick a, a particular moment in which someone was like, oh my God, I'm really grateful to you. Thank you so much. And then you just recall it every day. Or you watch other people be grateful to one another. So he was like, um, you know, watching movies in which someone, you know, does a wonderful deed for someone else. That is actually a really um, positive and effective way to learn and propagate gratitude. Um, and the podcast is quite a long one. It's you know, well, not quite long. It's about an hour, normal podcast length. But um, he sort of dances around the whole time of like finding ways to like replicate gratitude within you. And it seemed to me by the end of it pretty clear. And he was like, yeah, you fi find the story, you know, pick a certain story, write it out so you've got this story and then just remember someone being grateful to, to you. And I'm like, sounds to me as if you're like, coming up with like these ways in which you can replicate you know a shadow or a ghost of someone being grateful to you and um, really surely the the most poignant and obvious way to do this is just make sure you do something every day or try and do something every day that makes someone grateful to you get someone to be like thank you so much and I was like I kind of wanted to finish his podcast for him. I was like, I can do uh, yeah. like, I can do 10 minutes on the end. That's like, don't try and fabricate this. Don't try and like ruse and trick your brain into like someone being grateful. Go around and like, you know, be a little mini Jesus Christ and like do things to, that people will be like, oh, thank you so much. And that surely will be, so I wanted the headline of the podcast to be like, oh, just be kind to everyone. Just be be wonderful to everyone and make sure you do things to everyone around you. That means they will be grateful to you and then you will be even more grateful. So I was sad that that wasn't sort of pinned onto the to the back of it. But that's what I thought and how I felt at the end of it. And that sort of, you know, healed my wound from the beginning of like, you know, uh, the, the journal's not working, mate. I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, but yeah. this this would. And, uh, it was, uh, and it ended up being a really you know, a really lovely thing to, to think and to think, to just, you know, poke myself in the arse and give myself a little, you know, put myself <laughs> in the arse is probably not the right turn of phrase. Kick yeah. myself in the arse, you know, <laughs> give myself a yeah, little we, poke. You can nudge. poke yourself in the bum, mate. If, you know, if gratitude sure. journal is not, work, not working, <laughs> give yourself but, one yeah, of those. Exactly. That just makes me feel but good. But I have to say that um, I, you know, anecdotally, gratitude journaling works for me immensely. Um mm. Also, oh, there's so many things I wanted to say. So, it depends. I think it depends on how you do it. If you like force gratitude, if you just list things that you're grateful for, like that well, number one, won't work. this, yeah. you know, yeah. Like I think uh, a, a prompted gratitude journal seems to be working very well for my mum. Again, it's one anecdote, but like I don't know. Also, I did hear him say on another podcast. I haven't listened to that podcast, but he said one of the best things about is when people tell you that they're grateful for you which is what you said so i've made it a point to every time someone's on my gratitude list and i do this to you all the time i'll just be like hey man you're on my gratitude list today you know i was mm. uh, you know that voice note you sent me the other day really made me laugh so you know i just thought you know because it really tickled me and, and and i and i made an effort to reach out to more people and let them know that i'm grateful for them knowing that that will make their day um mm. and also when you said about the, you know, like the, the tagline of the podcast should have been, you know, so just be kind and be loving to everyone you meet. Um, mm. This brings me to a wonderful dream I had recently, which was which was absolutely incredible. So I, I had a dream where I had been given a uh, a diagnosis of of death. It was like, uh, oh, you know, you've, you've only got a year to live, you know, and I've been taken into 
palliative care or whatever. And it was, you know, it was like, you know, you've, I think it was pancreatic cancer. Um, I don't know what it was. It was some sort of, you know, it was like, you're, you're going to die. And all of a sudden I was, I was thrilled. I was elated. I was like, it was almost like I was given permission to live. I was like, oh my God, do you know what the things I don't have to worry about is the price of Bitcoin. You know, like I don't have to worry about saving for the future. You know what I can do? I can be really nice to people. I can order stuff for people online. This is what actually prompted me to order the gratitude journal for my mom. I've actually ordered a book for a friend of mine uh, in the UK. Um, and, you know, just wonderful things. I could be like, I could make art for people. I could write songs for people. You know, I could, I could do wonderful things for people. And it was wonderful. I woke up with this beautiful like motivation to just be the best Fred I could be. And I was like, and then it suddenly dawned on me that you don't need permission to do that, man. Like you don't, mm. everyone has a, like you could be given a year to live and die tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like mm. everyone mm. has a finite time on this planet, but we live somehow like we're going to be fucking here forever. I waste so much time sometimes just doing stuff that isn't productive. And I give myself a hard time for it. I think rightly so. And all of a sudden this like huge like epiphany of like oh my god i'm gonna die one day um you know it just gave me and i've been i don't know it's, it's really affected me so much that i've been i've been doing i've been I've, it, yeah it, it, it kind of shook me and i was like you know if i did have a year to live um what would i do differently and, and i've started to mm. do things you know in in line with in, in line with that way of thinking so well, nice you know, tell me your thoughts well, yeah, I mean, we've definitely spoke about that before and, and I, uh, I completely agree. Like if you can replicate that that sensation, you know, from something as, as visceral and vivid as a dream, like, hey, you're going to die, then you really get that, you know, you get that um, that fire, you know, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, you know, me sort of like, you know, looking at my feet and being like, oh, I'm really grateful my, my feet work. Um, but, you know, if you can have the gift of like, you know, for example, a dream where, you know, you're unable to use your feet. And, and then when you wake up, you're like, whoa, I really am grateful my feet are working. You know, you, it's a, it's the same sort of sensation. You know, I think the feet are working thing is a really bad example. I can't relate to that, dude. Maybe you could use like the hands instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe the hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah funny. Because sometimes that happens. That's very common for like for, for people with spinal cord injuries to... Like I, I'm very often walking uh, in my dreams, but I'm aware that I need a wheelchair. Like, but like, oh, I don't have my wheelchair, but as long as it's close by. And then I wake mm. up and I'm like, oh, I'm so great. Oh, yeah, no, I do need a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like if you were to, you know, swap that for hands, I could relate. Oh, you know, my hands are working, which is great. Um, okay, well, I'll trust you be, yeah. to be able to do that mental uh, acrobatics yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I really, I really feel strongly that, you know, motivation, um, is something that's not that easy to come by. And, you know, when we are, when we do feel motivated to, to be different, to be kinder, to be better versions of ourselves, it's because we've had examples or had situations in which, you know, the opposite is presented to us, like, you know, like death. And I think you've spoken about before, you know, that um, that guy that actually had that diagnosis and, um, you know, got got rid of his depression and anxiety and then and then, you know, was cured and was like, oh, shit, I wish I was diagnosed to die again. You know, he was. Yes, yes, was, yes. Just to remind people of that, it was a, it was a it was a guy that had a a, 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 di a diagnosis of death and, and he he beat it. So he was like, oh, my my life's got a finite timeline. And he was thrilled and he was like, yeah. And then he 
he beat the cancer or whatever and then like it was mm. years later and he found himself utterly utterly depressed and he was like i mm. really wish that i had um a death diagnosis again even mm. though the the silly thing is he could he could die at any time but it was it was mm. a really weird um yeah really weird interesting uh, introspection into into human nature and the mm. way the mind works you know yeah. like well, you use you use the word silly, but really it's not silly because you know it, we're we're all the same. We all you know we all operate in that way, and it's it's pretty difficult to um, to to lay that sort of um, that finiteness uh, on top of you and be like, okay, tomorrow could definitely be the day that I die. I need to I need to act appropriately, and you're like, well, no, you know, actually, I do need to pay pay the Dartford charge. I went over the bridge, uh, you know, I, I, I can't. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I have a I have a confession to make. Uh, I had that dream. I woke up. I journaled about it. I told Ollie about it. We had a great conversation, uh, and then I was like, "Yeah, great." I went to the gym, like, yeah, and then I come back, and I spent about I, I just I just look at my phone real quick. About three hours later, I was like, "Oh, oh, I've just been hypnotized by my phone." Then I was like, yeah. "Oh, I've just done that thing where like you know if I was like, oh, you've got a yeah. year to live." Well, I was. Three hours looking at YouTube videos is a great way to spend my time, and I was like, "Shit, yeah. I've just done it!" Like, like just zombified into like default mm. distraction mode. Well, it's um, so easily done, I, I, and I want to take a moment to to, to talk about um, like motivation at the moment because I've just been um, reading this fantastic book um, called Limitless, which is a book that I've wanted to read um, for for years actually, and um, I haven't been able to just because I um, <laughs> couldn't sort out a logistical issue on audible um so that so sounds now I, great I, I love the title is it anything like the the movie uh no no no, no. he um he, he's been writing the book since before the movie so the movie came after but it, but well, he does tell, he, tell me more he does reference it so um it's by, it's by uh, a guy called jim quick he's a brain coach so he basically assists people in in learning he's very um uh, you know, he dance, dances with the stars, um, so to speak. Um, and, um, you know, he's pretty high up. Lots of lots of uh, Hollywood actors use him to, like, help them remember lines and stuff like that. He's... Um, he's oh, what, is he uh, some sort of motivation coach? Uh, not motivation, like, it's it's learning. So he teaches people how to learn. Um, he sort of uh, uses this um, analogy of what, uh, you know, what would you ask a genie if you... Um, if you had a genie and obviously everyone would be like, Oh, I've got three wishes. Okay. Uh, I wish, wish for infinite wishes. Um, right. and what would you do if someone was like, Hey, what, what do you want to learn? Yeah. Like, Hey, what would you like to learn best? Like, Oh, I'd like to learn, you know, uh, skateboarding or the piano or whatever. And actually, well, what, you know, the, you know, the trick to, to that one is like, what do you want to learn? Like, Oh, I'd be, I'd like to be able to learn, learn. I'd like to learn how to learn incredibly well. And that's what he teaches. Um, Jim Quick is Ooh. the first person. Uh, I, uh, I, he was, it was the, the guy that sort of put me into um, having a morning routine. He was one of the first. He was the first like, webinar I, I watched um, after I had my um, spinal interruption. And he sort of put me on the path of having a morning routine. And um, I think it's fantastic. Um, and yeah, motivation, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, it's easy to get motivated to, you know, get yourself a six pack if you were 600 pounds and had a heart attack. Um, but if you just sort of live in this sort of comfortable zone of like, you know, not having any alarming situations to motivate you out of a hole, then, you know, you actually have to do a lot 
more work to, to drag yourself along that path. You don't have that alarming situation of like, hey, you've got a, a year to live or hey, you're going to die if you don't change something. It's just like, hey, you're, you're doing all right, but like, you you know, it'd be, you could still be better. And um, he talks about motivation a lot. And um, one of the things that he talks about is um, we always to be like, oh, I wake up and be like, yeah, I just didn't feel motivated. I'm just not motivated today. Like motivation is this thing that we need to be endowed with that, you know, we couldn't possibly do anything if, you know, that that light bulb just hasn't gone off. But he helps you to take responsibility for your own motivation and be like, you're not just, you know, you can't just only do work when you're motivated to do it. If you want, if you've got a goal that you need to reach and you're only going to try and reach that goal on the days that you're magically endowed with motivation, it's going to take you a long time to get there. And he does a lot of work towards teaching you how to grow motivation. Motivation isn't something you get, it's something you grow. And um, yeah, it's a fantastic book. I um, I highly recommend it. And that's what I've been um, been learning and putting energy towards recently and taking incremental steps uh, to make myself motivated. Yeah, man. Well, on the subject of motivation, I listened to a great podcast recently and it was saying uh, how discipline beats motivation every day of the week. Mm. Uh, It was saying like, you know, like it echoes exactly what you said, like motivation like hits you when you start doing the thing like you Mm. like a lot of people wait oh i'll do that when i'm motivated and this Mm. has struck me so hard it like the like again with the whole with the dream thing and like this that you know the words of the podcast like really really hitting home i've really started to do that so for example i woke up yesterday and i'd had a late night from poker and i was like oh i'm gonna have a lazy day today and i was like gave myself permission to like not do much and then i was like actually i am gonna i am gonna journal because um i know that when I don't journal, there's like a a very tangible difference to my day. I'm like, oh, why am I feeling a bit rubbish? Oh, because you, you skipped out on the, on the important things that keep you on track. Mm. So I was like, oh, you know what? Discipline. And actually, I met a guy at Poco and he had a, a cool, really, really cool tattoo. It was like, um, you know, Atlas, where he's carrying the world, but it, he was mm. carrying a brain as, instead. And mm. the quote was... He didn't. Have, he just had discipline and regret on there. And I asked him what it was about. And he said, "There's a quote which says, the pain of discipline weighs ounces, and the pain of regret weighs tons." And I was like, "Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm. You know, like, um, yeah, the pain of discipline. Like, oh well, I suppose I could journal. I suppose I could meditate, even though I'm feeling mm. quite lazy. Is way better than at the end of the day just being like, oh, really regret being shit today." Um, and anyway, I mean, you can extrapolate that into into many different circumstances. But yeah, I just thought that was so good. Yeah, well, it, it, it's uh, it's yeah, in a similar vein to what uh, Jim Quick is saying, and it's uh, you know, to to grow motivation, you just put one foot in front of the other. He's actually saying, I, I'm I'm going to quote the number that that's coming to my head, and I'm not actually entirely sure it is the right number. I think it was about 84, 84 days it takes to make something into a routine, um, to make something into a habit. Excuse me. Mm, yeah. So, um, so, and you know, this is something that's been been taught to me a while ago, and it's something I hold on to, um, and it's something I learned early when starting meditation from um, Susan Blackmore. It was like always go and just go and sit on the cushion. You know, when when the idea of going down and sitting um, for half an hour or twenty minutes seems daunting or seems like you don't have time for it, just go and sit on the cushion 
um, and see what happens. And like, you know, just say to yourself, I'll just go and sit for one minute. And you will rarely sit for one minute. It's just about putting one foot in front of the other. And if you can continue, like you say, just just open the page. And that's what I've started to do now is just like, just, just break things down into an incredibly small bite-sized things. Like, oh, you know, I really should go and you know finish the finish the wiring of the van and I'm like oh I'll just I'll just you know wire that one light bulb and then I'm in yeah. there and I'm and I've got my tools out and I'm wiring the light bulb and I'm like oh I'll do the other one and it's that yeah. one foot in front of the other it's that incremental changes and if you do it for long Again, enough and if you have the discipline great analogy it, then... just not relatable for me <laughs> just one what? foot in front of the other Fred <laughs> <laughs> one hand in front of the other um, <laughs> then uh, then if you do it for long enough, like about 84 days, uh, I, I'm sure that's a, an average, then um, then you can turn it into a habit. And once it's a habit, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do any work to do anything. Like it's, um, yeah. once things become become our habits, we, we don't have, we, you know, we don't have to take agency over ourselves to be like, oh, I need to do that thing. It's just like, oh, I'm cleaning my teeth. You don't get up in the morning. You're like, oh, fuck, got to clean my teeth. It's just something you do. And if we can yeah. turn these productive habits into habits as as meaningless as as cleaning your teeth then you know you're you're on the path to being a superhero absolutely man and i think um it, it, it's really weird that all the self-help and productivity tips all lead the same way like uh so many books i've written that have the exact same message just worded slightly mm-hmm. different um you know it was, it was the the book about the muse just turn up and the muse will appear and you're like yeah Mm. Yeah." so it's just like you do the thing before the motivation like the motivation comes after you do the thing you know action Mm. is the antidote to anxiety and uh you know feel the fear and do it anyway you know if you wait for the fear of something to go away before you do it it'll never go away the only thing you can do to make the fear away fear go away is just to do the thing so yeah basically Mm. just do it (laughs) oh my god there we go we should get a shout out by nike (laughs) Yeah, send us some trainers, size, uh, size eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. Always shoes with you, innit? Shoes, put fun, one foot in front of the other. God, man. Just move your feet. Yeah, I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> You're just twisting the knife, man. Crikey. Hey, man, you've got nice pairs of shoes too. Yeah, I do like shoes. Don't, I don't, don't get me you, wrong. It's... You don't go around barefoot. You're not me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, just do should, it. Um, I think we should uh, I think we should wrap it up there. Well, yeah, so I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on on the subject of motivation, I put myself out of my comfort zone recently because um. So I've been swimming a lot recently, and I, I wanted to give myself a little pat on the back because I thought I I really wanted to swim all the way across the lake, and I know mm. that I messaged you recently and said oh i swam all the way across the lake and you were like oh wow that's amazing but i was like yeah i did have a buoyancy aid on though and and i felt like cheating and hmm. so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go and you also you know. didn't have any legs <laughs> yeah i know i know but um well i've got legs they just don't work but um so i thought i would go down and uh i think that's worse so and i was like yeah yeah they do they drag they drag <laughs> along they create resistance it would be probably be easier but um anyway um my idea was to have like a, a friend of mine come down and they were going to take the kayak and we were going to like, I was going to swim across the lake and have like a support kayak. And God, my mum doesn't know about this yet. So <laughs> trigger warning, mum. <laughs> Fred yeah. put himself in a dangerous position. So I was like, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to swim across the lake. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely got this man. I went and swam like a width of the lake with Ollie. Anyway, 
long story short, I got in the lake and without a boat and I just started swimming and I got all the way to the other end of the lake and I was like, hell yeah. And then I forgot that I've got to swim all the way back like an idiot. And as soon <laughs> as I started swimming back, I realized that I had a headwind. And the reason it was so easy going there is because I was like, I guess I was going downstream, even though there's a lake, I was swimming upstream to get back. And then mm. I was obviously very tired. I just swam the entire length of Montreal Lake. So... I was like, shit, man, like, this is quite high consequence here. I'm, 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 and when, as I was swimming down the lake, um, there were like paddle boards and kayaks and there were loads of people. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, as I was swimming back up the lake, there was no one. It was desolate. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, where is everyone? Like, and I was swimming to like each boy and just holding on to the boy and just balancing and um, just being like, oh, oh, oh. And then every boy seemed to get further and further away. And there was this one moment where I was like, paddling and I was like shit man I'm getting really tired here and I had considered turning around and going back to the boy that was a bit closer and I was like oh but that's going in the wrong direction that doesn't really send a great message to my brain you know I really think I can I can do this and, and I, I better do this because the consequences are really high if I don't do this so, <laughs> so I got to the other side of the lake and my friend was really worried about me she was like oh my god mate like I was really worried about you. Like, where have you been? You've been gone for two and a half hours. And I was like, holy fuck, have I really been swimming for two and a half hours? No wonder I'm physically <laughs> exhausted. Um, yeah, so she was really worried about me. She gave me a lovely big hug. And, oh, my God, it was it was funny, man. So we, so we got out and, and, and yeah, I, I'd achieved this enormously irresponsible uh, goal of mine <laughs> to, 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 yeah, to, to do a... Actually, I only, only meant to swim, you know the lake not the lake and back uh so yeah, yeah that was, was very funny. very short-sighted of you to uh to not um think that when you get to the other side you're just going to be you know on the other side without a wheelchair and just you know in your pants i know it was it was it was ridiculous but the thing is like i i, I think i'm making i'm gonna make a youtube video about it but I remember back when I was in rehab and they first put me in the pool, I was like, oh my God, this is the most terrifying thing in the world. There is no way I'm ever going to be able to swim. Uh, my body doesn't mm. work. Like I can't even keep myself upright. I'm panicking. Like the water is my mortal enemy. And um, and then, yeah, to fast forward like and just be like, oh my God, if I could, if I could go back to that young broken boy and be like, one day you'll yeah. swim the length of Montreal Lake with no buoyancy aid and almost Twice. die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, nice. Well, let me offer you congratulations, man. It's no small feat. I uh, I did that. Um, I think I only did that a few times myself. And I was like, I, I, I was sw swimming one length a few times. And then I think uh, once or twice I did there and back. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. That was too hard. And uh, yeah. just uh, newsflash, I've got legs and they do work. And uh, uh, so it's... Um, it's definitely very impressive that you did that. Yeah. With, uh, with not so you keep reminding me, just one foot in front of the other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I remember. I remember you saying when I told you uh, before that you, was, you that you knew about the the way the, the boys do get further away before yeah. they get closer, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as soon I as they start getting closer, ha having the same experience of going going there and like it, the lake feeling alive with people doing sports and like you know people walking around the lake and then swimming back and suddenly it was just like a desolate zombie apocalypse like there's no one there and I'm like <laughs> why I don't understand why why everyone's gone now when I'm like might be needing to signal them for you know emergency aid 
Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I'm glad that we um, the that we I'm 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 glad that we that we have that experience together. But I guess mine's slightly more impressive because uh, I was just doing it with just, just slightly, my arms. just slightly more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did have another anecdote I wanted to, to tell you, and that was about how I shat myself. But I don't think we've got time. But I did make a YouTube video about it. So if you go to Fredo the Wheelchair Guy YouTube channel, I made a lovely little video documenting my anecdote of how I had explosive diarrhea in a wheelchair. Oh my God. I'm definitely going to watch that. <laughs> But I think we've taken up enough of your time, ladies and gents. It has been a wonder to be back in the back in the realm of podcasts, mm, and uh, I hope you've received this well. And yeah, thank you, you so think, much Benji? for listening. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone for listening. It's oh, it's lovely to catch up with you, man. And uh, and yeah, uh, like we said, we'll put the links in the uh, in the description of the GoFundMe for Matt and uh, and the raffle in case you're uh, in Norfolk or want to visit Norfolk. Um, and yeah. buy some tickets and help out uh, in the process. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot, man. That's that's it. That's all from us. And no worries. And do you reckon we'll be able to do one a, a little bit more frequently? I'm going to put you on the spot here, right in front yeah, of yeah. our audience. Oh, how embarrassing! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a bit, a bit of extenuating circumstance. Obviously, like there's been a lot going on. Um, and uh, yeah, I think things will will reach reach uh, a new normal or go back to. A bit more of normality from now on, hopefully. Fantastic. Fantastic news. Um, so, as usual, I'd like to end on a joke. Hit me. I shouldn't have said joke. That was ruined it now, because now you know it's a joke. I was. I should have led into it some oh, other yeah. way, but never mind. But um, I heard, um, bizarrely enough, that dogs can't operate MRI machines, but cats can. <laughs> 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 yeah, that is good. I like that one. Oh, yeah, that was that was awful. But uh, <laughs> we hope we've we hope we've given you a giggle. And um, yeah, uh, okie dokie. Peace, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks a lot, everyone. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.